Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. you on the radio yeah you gotta get on the radio welcome back to around the house with eric g this is where we talk home improvement each saturday afternoon from noon to two thanks for tuning in and uh, if you missed hour number one where we were talking about uh well the home improvement world on television you can catch that out on soundcloud you can catch it on itunes and you can listen to it on your Alexa-enabled device out there by just asking Alexa to listen to Around the House there, G, on TuneIn. That's how you'll find it there. Well, I want to include you in the conversation, 877-733-1011. Numbers here in the studio, we're live, 877-733-1011. If you're too shy, go ahead and send me an email, ath at kxl.com. And make sure you like our Facebook page where I put up stuff all week long, and that's Around the House with Eric G., so head over there, like and follow it. And if you're working on a project, we have a special project area, which we, we call Around the House Nation. And you can subscribe to that, jump on there. It's free. Just click on it. And guess what? You can post up your project pictures and people will help. You'll get a bunch of different opinions and comments. We've got a lot of different experts on there from across the country. And it's a really fun place to... Uh, participate in home improvement projects and share it with people. But the cool thing is that everybody is cool and nice on there. And if they're not, guess what? We boot them out of there. So it's a nice, safe place to uh, share those projects. 877-733-1011. Now, this is where we're going to have some fun today in this hour, because this is really what one of my pet peeves that I talk about all the time. When you're buying a house, maybe it's your first house, Maybe it's your seventh or eighth. Maybe you like moving around. There are some things out there that you're going to get caught up in because there are new rules, new regulations, and things that maybe fall through the cracks. I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate. But what I want to talk about today are some things that's going to protect you if you're out looking at homes because what happens is, is that you've got all these different people that are doing their jobs and they're doing them well. But there's certain things that don't fall in each category that isn't getting watched. And I really want to dive into that because I've had some really great clients that have gotten burned by this. And it's not a particular person's fault. It's just that it fell through the cracks and nobody was looking for it. Great example. If you're buying a home here in the Northwest, most building department areas. So if you're in Washington, Oregon, wherever, in most cases, there is not grandfathered things in building code. So great example. I had a client that we were looking at in uh, Lake Oswego a couple years ago, bought a house, had a really high end kitchen renovation done. And it was a kitchen renovation addition that was done in the nineties. They were all ready to go to do a new kitchen in there. Problem was, is that that contractor way back in the nineties didn't get the final inspection done on that. 
Really simple. All they had to do is go through and walk and get a final inspection. Problem was, is that when they pulled and opened the can of worms of pulling a permit on that new kitchen remodel, that whole addition was going to have to be brought up to 2016 code, not 1990 code. So the problem is, is that new addition, they were going to have to add in more insulation, change the electrical. They were going to have to spend another $30,000 on top of the renovation because that item got left open. Now, what's even worse is if you've got a home here, and we're just going to say in Portland here is a great example because I've seen this happen many times. Let's say you're doing a kitchen renovation there, and you've got a 1920s home, and that back porch was included into uh, a little nook or something. If that does not get caught in the permit process, you can get red tagged and have to redo that area and make it up to current 2018 code. Now, here's what you run into with that. And I've seen this happen, and it's a dangerous situation. Uh, 877-733-1011 if you want to chime in on this. Now, here's the thing. If you buy a home, and let's say you do your homework. So you purchase a home here in central Portland or even in the Tri-Cities, let's say. doesn't matter where you're at because the same rules apply. If you buy a home and you look at it and it says it's 2,400 square feet, rule number one I want you to do before you buy that home Go down to your building department, compare what that listing is to what the square footage listing is of the home, because you don't want to know what the tax assessor is telling you. You want to know what the building department is, because I've seen this happen. Had a couple buy a great home here in 2,400 square feet, go down to the building department, it is 780 square feet. Guess what? Somebody had added on and, and, and finished the attic and finished the basement. Problem was... That was not covered under building code. So when they wanted to do the renovation upstairs and in the basement, it wasn't covered. They had to bring those areas up. You can have $100,000 of extra code improvements in a building just to get that done. So this is that catch-22. So rule number one, and I've got a bunch of these here today. Rule number one is when you're looking to buy a home out there and you're going to go put an offer in on it, Make sure that you've talked to the building department to make sure that that square footage on that listing matches what's with the square footage of the home in the building department. Ignore the tax assessor because the tax assessor in most cases will will think it's 5,000 square feet. If they can get away with uh, taxing you for 5,000 square feet on a 1,000 square foot home, they're going to do it. So ignore that, but compare those two areas because those two areas are what... You might be thinking you're buying a 2,400-square-foot home, but legally you're buying a 1,000-square-foot home. That doesn't make the bank very happy. It doesn't make your pocketbook very happy, especially if you've got to spend a ton of money to get that back up to what you're thinking. So that is the first really big gotcha that you got to get out there. I had that happen. We had done it, jeez, uh, this was three years ago. I was working with a contractor, pulled the permits. Permits were accepted. They gutted the second-story uh, master bathroom tore it out building inspector walks in from the city of portland and says whoa we don't show this house having a second story on it with a bathroom that was a hundred thousand dollars to fix that because there had to be all these structural improvements to get that up to 2016 code and these were wonderful people that got caught in that trap with the city so these are things you just got to really be careful with because that can be a hundred thousand dollar mistake and they bought that home thinking that was a legal addition to that home 
So be careful of these illegal additions because they will nail you every single time. And I guarantee you, most homes built in this town here and in almost every town out there built before 1960, there's usually some kind of little porch addition or some kind of addition on there that didn't get permits pulled. And that's going to cost you big money in the long run. We come back, we're going to dive into a few more of these because I got some hot buttons to talk about that are going to save you big money when you're buying that house. 877-733-1011. Just as soon as Around the House returns. Improvement questions, so go ahead and pick up the phone and call Eric G. 1 1011. Stay with us for more around the house on KXL. Your foundation is scary. It is. Many companies know it. They use that fear to pressure you into purchasing a basement system you might not need, or even worse, might even cause more damage to your deteriorating foundation. You don't want to catch the water after it enters your home. You want to stop it from even getting there. Hey, it's Eric G. with Around the House. The integrity of your foundation is the specialty of my friends at Western Construction Systems. Don't be terrified by an estimate from another foundation contractor. You won't find high-pressure sales tactics, but you will find honest and reasonable solutions for your foundation issues. Their team of experts specialize in basement waterproofing, foundation repair, drainage solutions, and of course, earthquake retrofitting. They can now even earthquake retrofit terracotta, concrete block, or even brick foundations. Go to westernconstructionsystems.com, check your KXL station app, or call 503-362-5052. Tell them Eric G. sent you and save yourself 200 bucks. So check out my choice for foundation repair at westernconstructionsystems.com. Oregon CCB number 94222. Things first, I'm a craftsman. craftsman. Remodeling is my only passion. It's my passion. And I'm the greatest in the business. Want referrals, yo? My clientele will bear you witness. Right, right. I can help when your door jam sticks. Huh? There is nothing in the world I can't fix. Yeah. I do tiles, I do stone, I do bricks. Call me, I'll come rushing over with my bag of tricks. Bag of tricks. Where you go when your disposal is rusted. rusted. Welcome back to Around the House, Larry G. Yeah. Man, I love that Weird Al song. That's always a good one. Having a good time with that song right there. We're going to have some new music next week. You watch. Now, I'm, I'm holding myself accountable here, everybody, because I've been talking about doing that for a while, and we're going to load some new stuff up. So we're going to have some fun. Dan and I are going to be working on that this week. He just doesn't know it yet. Well, now he does. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Around the House with Eric G. And we've been talking about home improvement, and the key here is really buying a house and getting yourself set up to do it right without falling in some of those pitfalls this hour. want to let you know that uh, this segment is brought to you by Western Construction Systems. Is a cracked or crumbling foundation killing your real estate deal? For a free inspection, contact Western Construction Systems. The integrity of your foundation is their specialty guaranteed. And that is CCB number 94222. 877-733-1011 is the number here in the studio. 877-733-1011. Let's run out to Steve Stephen in Vancouver, welcome to Around the House. Thank you. What can I help you with today? Well, um, I'm in a situation which I don't know, and I highly doubt if there's an easy solution to. Okay. I'm uh, retired, and due to a hit-and-run accident where I was the pedestrian that was struck, I'm disabled, so I collect Social Security and Disability. 
Okay. I'm not working. I haven't worked for the last five years. I'm looking to go back. Um, I worked, uh, I've got nine years behind me with June Packard, uh, three years with Epson, uh, two years with SEL, okay. and a couple years with um, Switzer Engineering Group. So I, my resume is pretty solid. Solid, so I, nice. I think that, I think that with being uh, retired and disabled, I think that gives me an edge of um, EEO when I'm applying for a position because it's like, hey, you can hire me and fill two of your there you go. necessary spots. And um, my, my disability is pretty minor. It's not, you, don't, you won't notice it uh, when you look at me. And uh, it's basically so how does this? How can I help you with your house think, with this? What's the, what's the, oh, wh so where are we anyway, heading with that one, brother? What I'm looking, what I'm, what I'm looking for is I, I'm tired of throwing what's left of my um, social security down the drain and renting. So I want to purchase a house. Plus I, I don't like having neighbors this close on the other side of that wall. Um, so sure. I want to purchase a house, but I have no money. And so I'm looking for some kind of program, maybe government based that would help supply me with the down payment and, uh, maybe even a year's worth of, of payments or something. So I, I don't know what's out there, but I'm looking to you guys, the pros to see what you can come up with. You know, there are down payment assistant programs out there that can help people with that for low income people. But the problem is, uh, is you're not going to probably find much that's going to get you beyond that to help you make payments. So a lot of times for these programs, what you need to do is you you kind of have to have the, the loan paperwork kind of figured out or what you're going to buy. So if you say you're going to buy a home of this much, you need to kind of qualify for that loan. And then it'll tell you, okay, your down payment needs to be this much. Then you can apply for, at least my experience, then you can apply for the some down payment assistance from some of these different groups. But the problem is that you have to first qualify for the loan to begin with. So I'm going to guess in your situation, you're probably going to have to have that employment enough that uh, that employment's going to keep whatever bank or finance company that's going to be carrying the loan on this to keep them happy to make it feel like that you're going to be able to keep on paying that. So you're going to have to have that, that stable, right. that stable history there with them to get the loan. And then you can probably, once you kind of get pre approved for a loan like that, then you can go out and, and file for some of those programs and see if you can get that down payment assistance. That would, yeah, that, well, that sounds great. And the other side that I think is a big, Plus, for me, and I thank the government for this, I can continue collecting my Social Security and disability even if I go back to work. There you go. That because yeah, because I'm I'm over sixty five, um, and I'm collecting full retirement in the uh, Social Security area. Uh, I that's like fifteen hundred yeah. a month, and and I can add on to that another you know three four thousand. From going back to work. Yeah, so Stephen. So that's what I would do. I would, I would, I would get back to work here, and then I would get with a mortgage broker that's got a few options for you out there, and start working with them. Tell them what you want to do, and they can help guide you down this path to get you into home ownership again. Okay. Any mortgage brokers you would recommend? Send me an email. I'm not going to give them out on air because I don't want to give these guys out to everybody. But if you want to send me an email to ath at kxl.com, I'll get you lined up with somebody really good that I trust around the house 
Yep, ATH, around the house, at KXL.com. That'll get you right there. All right, thanks for listening, Stephen. We appreciate it. Hey, you know what? And and I, your, your program thoroughly fascinates me because a very good buddy of mine that I've known for 20-odd years is in the construction business, and he would build custom houses. As a matter of fact, um, he built a house for uh, one of the Blazers, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, nice. Not Terry Porter, but anyway, so he builds, he builds really high-end um, homes, and hearing things like you're talking about the uh, in the Northwest, where we have such a, a, a plethora of weather that you just don't want to put uh, white pine or ash right on the face of concrete or right down sitting on the on the butt of the concrete because it's going to absorb moisture and all this and the other. And uh, yep, that's that, that stuff just that's me. that stuff is going to catch you every single time, and that's going to get you just. Uh, it's going to start wood rot. So, Stephen, thanks for listening, man. Thanks for tuning in to Around the House. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, it's really tough out there with, with housing prices going up. And, you know, I don't care where you're at in the Northwest here. I don't care if you're living in Bend. I don't care if you're in the Tri-Cities over there on KONA country. That is one of those things that it gets expensive really quick. And if you're on the lower income side, it is a hot topic here in the entire country, let alone the Northwest, about trying to come up with financing and coming up with these big town down payments and stuff because, you know, before the big housing bubble, it was a lot easier to get some of these things with a lot lower bank rates. And those were things that really would kind of catch you. And now that you've got to have, you know, a big down payment, you got to have some of these things in, it gets expensive. And you know something? There's nothing wrong with jumping into wanting to be into home ownership right now. But the problem is, is if you're on that uh, lower income side, you're buying right now at, at a very high priced time of the market. And uh, sometimes it might even be more cost effective to wait it out a little bit. And uh, there is some risk to that. But if you wait it out a little bit, you might be able to catch it on the down cycle again because that's the one guarantee with housing prices out there. For every high, there's a low out there that's just as equal. So if you can time it right, save you a little bit of money. 877-733-1011. Just as soon as Around the House returns. Northwest News and Information Weekend on FM News 101 KXL. I know I'm hanging, but I'm still 
Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G. This segment is brought to you by Western Construction Systems, whether it's foundation repair, earthquake retrofitting, basement waterproofing, or drainage systems, westernconstructionsystems.com. Integrity of your foundation is their specialty guaranteed, and that is CCB number 94222. Well, we've been talking home improvement and buying homes, but I want to jump out here quickly to Will in Tigard. Thanks for waiting. Welcome to Around the House. Hey, how are you? Good. What can I help you with today? Okay, so my wife and I bought a house in Vancouver, and uh, I'm handy. I can do the stuff, but I need information. Uh, So, like, we had a roof down, and they put in a skylight, but I got to do the rafters. Okay. Okay. but I'm having trouble finding information. Do you have any ideas on uh, books or internet? Or we're going to do a, a concrete stone fence. Yep. And I, I think I can do it, but I'm always kind of a little nervous of am I missing something? You know, so you got two different things going on. Are you going to? You have. Uh, so you're going to modify the rafters up there? Is that what you're going to do? Right. Okay. Yes. I'll be honest. With something like that, technically, that's something that you're going to need to. <laughs> you know, pull a building permit on because you are changing the structure to the home. But what I would do on something like that is that I would take some pictures of what you got. If you want to send them over to me, I can get you lined up with a guy that's a building designer, structural engineer. They can make sure you get those load calculations correct, that you do it right and don't have a roof sag right there. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. So uh, that's one of those things that you need to kind of compare what's existing to what you've got and so that's one of those things we don't want to mess with that too badly and so he's really reasonable it'll cost a little bit of money but i tell you what it's going to be a a guaranteed solution that you do it right and it'll save you a bunch of money in the end so that's what i would do and you can send that just over to my email at uh, ath at kxl.com and i'll get you lined up with them uh correctly so if you just want to drop me an email there i'll connect you guys and then your concrete fence, there's a lot of ways to do that out there. And you can buy the, the pre-made panels You can where you put in the post yourself. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But I'll be honest, there's a lot of great YouTube videos on that stuff, too. So, YouTube? Uh, yeah, okay. YouTube's a great way to go for some of those bigger projects like that because the books, I tell you what, it seems to me, in at least my experience out there in the home improvement books, there's a lot less books out there these days and a lot more YouTube channels that really dive into multi-part segments of how to do this stuff and they really walk through you know step by step now some of the things you want to keep in mind is if you if you're watching a youtuber that's out of the east coast out of the northeast they're going to get into putting a lot of concrete in for frost heave and things like that that in many places here in the northwest especially in vancouver you don't have to really mess with as much but they're going to tend to overbuild it a little bit for you but uh yeah those concrete panels are awesome man if you do it right and uh follow some of those directions um if you want uh when you send me that email mention this that we talked about this i'll send you a couple people that uh, i can do a little research and see who's got some stuff and send you some uh good links as well on that and get you kind of headed down the right direction Okay, see your uh, your email one more time. So it's ETH, which is just short for around the house at kxl.com. Real simple, okay, man. All right, send it over, and we'll okay. see if we can get you headed down the headed around the right direction there, man. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for listening. That's a great call. It's one of those things that uh, you know, home improvement books are great. There's there's a lot of great tips. There's a lot of good books out there. But I tell you what, when you're trying to compare structural stuff and i always recommend if you're getting into that structure stuff like that just pull the countertop permit it's smart to do it that way you know it's done right and uh, if you ever have an issue down the road where maybe an insurance company doesn't 
buy off that you, wow, geez, that roof collapsed because of snow load because you made a change right there because maybe we had a big snowstorm. At least you have a permit to go back on and go, no, man, I did it right. I pulled the permits on it. It's good to go. That kind of self-protects you in a way down the road. So that's where just pulling some simple permits. And sometimes those are just simple countertop, you know, where you walk in and it's a counter permit where you walk in, get the permit, walk out the door, have somebody come out and peek at it. It's a good way to go as well. And again, it just might be uh, saving on some liability within that. All right. Well, I want to dive into some more of this stuff here. But if you want to call in, this would be our last segment for calls, 877-733-1011, All right. Let's get into some of these tips for buying a home out there because we talked about last segment here about checking out the building department before you buy the home because that is a huge deal. Now, next thing I want you to do is take a look for contaminants. Here's what I've seen out there. Be careful of the lead paint. A lot of old homes have lead paint. Make sure that you're dealing with it correctly. A lot of homes have asbestos in it. That's okay. Make sure you're dealing with it correctly. What I get concerned about, and I've seen this happen, is that somebody will go in and be looking at somebody's flip house, and they went through, didn't follow the rules, kind of like hour one, maybe didn't kind of blew through all the EPA rules to get you there. Well, now you've got a house that has lead paint all throughout it, the chips, it's contaminated, as well as you've got, uh, well, maybe asbestos wasn't dealt with correctly. Make sure that those things have been cleaned up and taken care of correctly. I've seen where around the outside that somebody went through and scraped the outside of the lead paint off the house. It was flaking, and they had to go through later on because the lead paint was contaminating the soil up in Seattle. They had to dig around the outside of the house and remove the soil because of the lead paint contamination. And guess what? That's not inexpensive. So that's a good thing to dive in with. Now, here's another one that you got to be careful with as well, and this is a big one. I'd really take a look for previous water damage. Now, here's a little trick that I would do. If I'm buying a home with a basement that you're worried about it, Get on the phone to every one of the water abatement companies out there that deal with water in the area and have them look on their records and see if there's been prior quotes to get that house fixed. Go down the list, get you know, Google it, pull up the list, call and see if there's any listing off that address and see if there's a previous quote. Almost every one of these guys will be able to do that. And if that's the case, you're going to be able to get that figured out beforehand because let's say that house has been sold a couple times. Let's say it was an estate. Let's say that maybe somebody bought it and flipped it. You can go back, and and a lot of these companies will have records a few years back. I would get on the phone and call and see if there's any prior estimates because that's going to disclose a little bit of information that maybe the person selling you didn't have. You know, I've seen people go in that have bought the house flip, and that house flipper owned it for six months. They had that house. They got it flipped. They went on the record. It's gone. You bought it, and now the basement's flooding, and it's a fully finished basement. I've seen plenty of people get burned on that. So, again, call around. few phone calls are going to go a long way with trying to figure that out. Now, the other thing to look at with contaminants, let's say you had a you buy the home and it's got a beautiful retaining wall back there, and you have these plans for putting in a garden and everything else. If that had, and you can do this just off the web, if it had a big railroad tie retaining wall back there, that ground can have a bunch of creosote contamination back there as well because if those are all railroad ties, you've now got a potentially poisonous ground area around that area and you don't want to put a garden right there. Again, easy way, go on to Google Earth, take a look at it, go back five or six years, see if there was a big retaining wall there that was made out of railroad ties. If so, 
simple lab test is going to tell you if there's something in it. And that's something that's really indestructible to be able to go in and do that. You're not going to go a little bit of dirt, have a lab test. It's going to tell you if that's poisonous soil or not. It's not a place you want to do a garden. But again, five minutes of time, you can go a long way with saving some health issues there as well. One more thing here that I'm going to take a look at as well, property lines. Take a look at that. Take a look at what the maps say. Like in Portland here, you can start taking a look on uh, Portland maps and take a look at what the property lines are. Make sure that those things are lined out correctly. I can't tell you how many friends I know that have bought homes and that are maybe a little bit more out in the country, and they figure out that the driveway is going through the corner, the corner of their yard, and now they've got to figure out that they've got an incorrect easement in there. That, again, is one of those things that can get you in trouble. So pay attention to those property lines. Those are going to burn you. Now, when we come back, I'm going to dive into a couple more of these hot items here that you want to make just attention to those details. Pay attention to those details because I can save you a ton of money or even a ton of headaches when Around the House returns. Take my hand, I know where to go. the Northwest News and Information Weekend on FM News 101 KXL. Wasn't the spring. Spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd all come along? Hands. Touching hands. Welcome back to Around the House with Larry G. This is going to get everybody singing here with this one. It's where we talk about home improvement each Saturday. And you know something? It's been a great show, but I want to fit in one last call in here. Jerry from Hillsborough, welcome to Around the House. Oh, hello. Hey, what can I help you with? Uh, well, my wife and I are doing some painting around the trim, um, around the windows and the garage and stuff around the house. And uh, yesterday while painting, I noticed that we had some water coming out between the window and the trim. And I'm just not, there's no hose bib, so I know there's no possible, you know, leak in that area. And okay. my wife hadn't watered her flowers in a couple of days, so I'm just not sure where that water could have come from or how to figure out how it's getting trapped back there. Okay, do you have a heating air conditioning system anywhere near that or above it? We do not, no. Okay, so it's not some kind of thing coming from that. You know, water can be interesting that way. Um, is this in the garage uh, window or is this on the house side? It's on the house in front of the living room. Okay. You know, you can have stuff like that where water will travel. I've seen water travel around, you know, sheesh, I've seen it travel 15 or 20 feet down a down a, a, a stud wall or anything else. Water does crazy things that way. Have you washed the outside of the house? Nothing like that recently, huh? Well, the only, my wife has a hanging flower basket, you know, close within, I'd say, five or six feet. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking somehow water might have got there, but I'm not sure if I should, you know, and I haven't even looked at the caulking. I probably should look at the caulking on top there and make sure it's caulked right. That's the first thing uh, I would do is if you don't have any, we haven't had any really crazy rains around here uh, to throw a bunch of water in there recently either. So I would sure take a look around, make sure that that, that caulking is correct around the window between the window and the trim. 
and make sure that and the trim and the siding make sure that that's all caulked in if it looks like that maybe uh an errant hose got up there and water went around it that's a pretty easy fix but if you've got maybe uh it's in front of the living room so really your only big choice is going to be you know, it's not like it's in front of the kitchen or another water source like that or a bathroom. So right. it's either going to be coming off the roof or it's going to be coming out from that hose that hose where that's hitting the side of the house. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bet you've got about an eighty percent chance that that's actually just water from the hose hitting that or something like that. The rest of it's going to be a, a water issue on the roof. But like I said, that uh, we've been hot enough and warm enough. Haven't had a lot of rain, so I'm I'm thinking that that's probably not coming down from a roof. And if you did, you'd probably see some drywall damage on the inside from that. Right, and we don't have any drywall damage, uh, but it's you think it's not too far off to say that water could be trapped like behind that for days. You think? Oh yeah, easy, easy. Yeah, I mean, you can, oh. if it's coming around the top of that, it can come down there and pool up behind that and. Uh, and you know, if you start playing around at the siding and sp- split that open a little bit, if you, especially if you're caulking or working on something, and for water to come out, it could be just trapped in a little pocket back there. It doesn't take much to get trapped back in there, especially if there's, um, let's say, you've got some uh, tar paper or something when they put the windows in that's keeping the water from going into the wood. You could have it trapped back in there a little bit, and then if you're playing around with it and open that up, yeah, it can drain back out. Okay, well, I will definitely take a look at the caulking and. Uh I appreciate the info, brother. No problem, man. Thanks. And if uh, you get stuck on that, send me a uh, some pictures off your phone or something. Email it over to uh, ath at and we'll continue to troubleshoot it, man. All right. I appreciate your help. Thank All you. All right. Thanks for listening, Jerry. Jerry, appreciate it, brother. Thanks. All right. Great call. That's one of those things. It's just a tough battle you got to fight sometimes with water. It can be coming from a lot of different ways. And, you know, I've seen... You know, I've seen water come through in a basement, for instance. It'll come in, and it'll follow that stud, the bottom sill plate around, all the way around the other side of the uh, other end of the wall. And where the where and that wall ends up being, that bottom plate ends up being like a dam right there. That dam stops the water. It runs through right where the seam of the wood is, and you got a leak there, and it could be 12, 14 feet away. It's a big problem. So good luck chasing that water stuff around. Well, there's one thing I want to talk about here before we go out to break here. I want to discuss about our top 10 procrastinated home improvement projects. This is something, it's it's one of the biggest things that we see get caught up out there in home improvement. It's just that stuff that gets on to the next day and you never get to it. And when you never get to it, it just ends up lining back up and it starts to get, well, just like right now, that's all the time we got for this week. Our thanks to executive producer Dane Vonner for making the show sound great. And Brandon Eisen, who rocked the communication center and filling those shoes, keeping us on track. Most of all, though, we want to thank you for listening. want you to join us next week from noon to two, where once again we talk about maintenance, repair, designing for remodeling, and renovation of your home. Until then, be sure you do what you love. Love what you do. This is the Radio Northwest Network. I'm Eric G., and you've been listening to Around the House. Around the House with Eric G. is produced by Alpha Media USA in association with Design by Eric G. LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2018. We will be back next week. If you missed part of the show, check out the podcast on AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Remember, measure with a micrometer, mark with chalk, and cut with an axe. Thanks for listening to Around the House. We're all over the radio. We're hand in hand in the 
have some exciting news about the Around the House podcast. Do you want to be an Around the House insider? Our premium membership gives you early access to the weekend podcast, exclusive access to our back catalog of shows, special email access to me, Eric G., with your own home improvement questions with a priority email address, plus exclusive new shows and extended content. Click down into the podcast show notes for the link to the Around the House insider membership for less than the price of a beer at happy hour. Join me for this limited amount of exclusive members. And thanks for listening to Around the House.